Welcome to Never Too Serious with Scott and Dave. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. So, Dave, uh, new co- uh, COVID-19 rules have been released. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> I know. I mean, right when you think that you're starting to see the tail end, boy, they want to reel it back in, huh? I thought, I thought we were going back to normal. It's like a Delta situation. <laughs> Turns out it is, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, I've got uh, different clips from... Uh, a couple of different uh, sources. One is this interview with uh, Brett Baer and uh, is it Rochelle Walensky. She's the CDC director. And he does, I think, I mean, I don't see uh, Brett Baer's stuff very often, but I think he does a pretty fantastic job of interviewing people. Yeah. He's just not an emotional kind of guy. He just, he's straight to it. Right, and... Believe it or not, that's what we really used to appreciate. He's kind of old school, is what he is, mm-hmm. you know. And and I do appreciate that about that about him. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I like that, that kind of old school journalism, poker face. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, there to get the facts, not sitting there to, you know, get the drama part of it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I watch, uh, you know, a little bit of Fox, uh, Hannity, and and Tucker Carlson, and they're they're just there's so much emotion and so much like targeted like insults and you know i just like i want some journalism and i think brett bear he's yeah i agree he, he sometimes you know it's the difference between having a big cocktail you want to sip on it or mm-hmm. it, you have to like finish it <laughs> the whole thing to get all the news mm-hmm. you know he's just the shot you know yeah. i'm just taking a shot i just need it all i need to get going with my life and yeah get to so, it yeah. no no well so he's just a good job <laughs> yeah so this little interview he brings up some good points, and I kind of wanted to add clips from another. It's not an interview, but uh, Ted Cruz talking about some of these these things. And so, you know, bear with me, Ethan's out yeah. today, so I gotta I gotta control the board here. So if things don't go as good luck with that, <laughs> I'm glad I could help out. Yeah, uh, but but we're discussing <laughs> uh, the CDC's plans, and right, yeah, I mean, the the latest or the newest. Yeah, so, changes so or the news, updates. Yeah, the news is basically new rules. Uh, folks want to go back to mandating masks. The, the federal government does. CDC is now recommending it again. They think that this de- Delta variant is a real problem. And so they're kind of going back in time to reinstitute some of these restric- restrictions. Now, in our state, Right now, Governor Kate Brown has already announced we are we are going back to full mask for K twelve education. So every yeah. student, no matter you know their whatever grade they're in, right? And and so what's curious? What's your take on that? Do you think the children should be all masked up and and uh, socially distanced at school, or do you think they should just be? Hey, let's just get this back to the way it was in twenty eighteen. In fact. I th- well, I just think that the the kids are the low risk group. You know, <clears throat> they might they might contract it, but their the side effects is really that it's not very serious. I mean, think about how many kids come to school with colds or the flu, and people aren't freaking out about right. it. Right, and so that's kind of how I am. I'm just trying to go with the science with it, mm-hmm. and the science shows that the kids are. I mean, I hate to say it, you know, freak people out, but. As a whole, it's pretty low as it is, and but the children are exceptionally low. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to say it. So 
so for me, I feel that, um, and also if they get it, they're going to have the least um, side effects of mm-hmm. it too. But I think that they need to go back and have the social life, the the everyday routines, get get that going again, get back out. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know how to say it, uh, but I feel like it's just killing our kids. I think you're right. I know I see it in my own kids. Yeah. You know, I think that the last year and a half of, uh, of their life has been kind of stolen from them. And the socialization that they've missed out on, some of the skills that kids develop just being social with other kids, right. being able to have conversations, to be able to tell whether someone is, is you know, engaged in conversation uh, smiling or angry or whatever, when you're wearing a mask, you lose out on some of those social cues. And these kids are already separated from other kids. So right. this is this is bad news to me. And I, you know, I work in an educational you right. know, um, area. And so I think this is this is bad. And I don't see the scientific justification for it. I so agree. we've got Brett Baer talking to um, the director of the CDC. And the first little stat here, I'm going to hit play, and you'll, you'll see the stat, and, and we'll kind of figure out what's the big deal here. All right, let me, let me try and do this without uh, producer E today. Good evening, Brett. Thanks for having me. You've heard those two reports, and obviously there's concern about the messaging and what's coming out. I want to put up a couple of full screens first, and they were referenced in those two reports. First is breakthrough numbers. Fully vaccinated Americans, it's a real... Uh, credit that 164 million plus have been vaccinated. Of those, we're told from your organization that hospitalizations are at 6,200. That's 0.0038% of fully vaccinated. And of those deaths are at 1,263. Okay, 0.00077%. Okay. (laughs) This is important statistics. He's outlining 164 million Americans have been fully vaccinated. Right. Not just talking about one shot. It's not including how many Americans have actually contracted it and now have a level of immunity equivalent to what the vaccination provides. Right. And now they're talking about the breakthrough hospitalizations. So these are folks that are fully vaccinated who still end up having to be hospitalized because of the virus. And of that 164 million, 6,200 of them have been right. put into the hospital. Okay, now that's just the hospital. Now, the folks that of that number who actually died from it, and I don't, again, the numbers for real deaths due to COVID, I question because it has not been tracked accurately in the past. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, it's at 1,263 deaths. So of 164 million people, 1,200 have died. I mean, there are more dying of other illnesses every single day than COVID. Yeah, that, like these numbers, <clears throat> excuse me, if these numbers, people are panicking, they should start throwing out other numbers and they should be freaking out because heart disease. Mm-hmm. I mean, why why do we not care about that anymore? You know, I mean, car accidents. Yep, car accidents. Mouthing off to your mother. <laughs> I mean, there's probably <laughs> gunfights in Chicago. Literally, you know, we were talking a little bit last. <laughs> that's not that's a pretty good one there. But that's um, you know, probably falling off the toilet. <laughs> 
you know, we were talking about de- accidental mm-hmm. or odd deaths. Yeah. That might actually <laughs> be overdue this. You, yeah. don't, you don't know. Yeah. The erotic asphyxiation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How many was that? It was like 40 something a year. Is that, oh, is no. That it was in the hundreds. Oh, it was in the hundreds. <laughs> There's a, how about this? There's a lot of people successfully doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if there's that yeah. many that die. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but it's true. I mean, these numbers, this, this is alarming to me because now the CDC is now going into this mask uh, recommendation, which the government then mandates. For, for this. <laughs> you know, and yeah, because of this, because of these numbers. And that, of course, doesn't make any sense. To Absolutely. Me. To nobody. To almost anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's even a lot of left people that are coming out going, now, wait a minute now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that got the shot due to, I'm, I'm going to be trying to be sensitive instead of a jerk about, you know, the left here is a lot of people that voted for Biden, for whatever reason, they believe in him. And when he gets up and says, you get vaccinated, no mask. And he said it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people said, well, okay, that's a good payoff. I'm tired of this mask because it's not doing anything anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think that they've been kind of duped, mm-hmm. you know, because now, now, now over this, you have to have a mask. Then why wouldn't they require a mask during flu season? Mm-hmm. In a little bit, I'll, I'll kind of sh- show you some of the, the Ted Cruz stuff. And, mm. you know, we were talking the other day, the last podcast, actually, about uh, about Biden's town hall and, you know, the messaging and why people don't trust the government or these <laughs> the folks like the CDC. We're getting to that. If they would just show this kind of statistics, they go, wow, this is fantastic. You get fully vaccinated and this is the risk. Yeah, you guys, such a low risk. You guys won. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, no people that put the vaccination together, this is what they wanted, right? That's right. They wanted these kind of this numbers. Is, this is a celebration, not mm-hmm. a, why would you punish people for, boy, this just must be a, be a failed vaccination then. They must foresee something happening. We got to we got to we got to put mask on because everybody that got vaccinated they're going to start exploding mm-hmm. in the next three months. Yeah, I, we're looking at more uh, government control. I think are, are, are I, the I mean, issues here because seriously, this should be a celebratory moment mm-hmm. because this is. I mean, it's bad that anybody dies or gets sick, but we have to be talking about percentages here. Mm-hmm. This uh, interview. She does a really good job of not answering questions clearly. Oh. But but at the end you get a sense of really what they're looking at. And we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. I'm just gonna play just another little bit of this. Zero 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 seven seven percent fully vaccinated. So break down these numbers and the concern about the vaccinated and the changes that you're making. Yeah, thank you for raising this. So I'm um, 164 million people fully vaccinated, and that I think is a true success, and we still have a lot more work to do. I want to be very cautious about the interpretation that you just made with those 6,200 cases. The CDC um, monitors breakthrough infections in numerous ways, and one is through passive reporting. So the report you have up there with those 6,200 cases is passive reporting. That is when we rely on hospital systems to report breakthrough infections as they come in. 
we can learn a lot about them, but what we recognize is that is woeful underreporting. We actually don't get all the reports that we need. And so what we do is we bolster that with cohort studies. These are tens of thousands of people that we follow across the country, people like essential workers, like healthcare workers, long-term care facility members and residents. And so we follow those to assess the real epidemiologic way to do breakthrough infection analysis. That Okay. So she's kind of downplaying the numbers, making it sound like way there's going to be way more out there that have Oh yeah, that are she's hospitalized. Like, she's that's a great success, but mm-hmm. yeah, we we can't go by those numbers because that those aren't the right numbers. There's yeah, a lot right more. Numbers. But, you know, the way I see it is, it was, well, there's a lot of other numbers that probably were accidentally, falsely caused, you know, saying that they were sick because of that. So I just take that as a balance, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that she's probably right. Yeah, she's probably right. But here's, these are, these are numbers that the hospitals are reporting back to the CDC. And I'm pretty sure that the hospitals are doing their part to report these numbers back. It's to their benefit. It is to their benefit. There's some incentives that's, from the government. Right. To do that's that. why I was kind of talking. There could be even mm-hmm. more. But, but of course, this doesn't include. I mean, again, this is just counting those those folks who are in the hospital who have um, had some sort of hospitalization due to COVID um, uh, symptoms. You know, uh, it doesn't include all the other people who potentially have been infected who get over it. And you think about the number of Americans who are have experienced it, and these statistics are just of the fully vaccinated. Again, there's a lot of other people who have already had the virus and have gotten over it and now are equivalent to have had the vaccination. Right. Okay. So she goes on, she talks a little bit more about, about some of these statistics, and you can, get, you can get a little sense of where her concerns are, and it's not the death rate. Let me continue. The, the passive reporting is not the best way to do so. Understood that. So, and I, I saw some of the stuff you put out about Massachusetts and what you looked at in, in that one community. But in the internal slides from the CDC that, that got to the Washington Post, uh, it appears that some of your decision was partly based on a non-peer-reviewed study from India that looked at vaccines not, not approved in the U.S. So I guess the question is, why are you using foreign data of non-U.S. vaccines as, as a, at least a part of a basis for your decisions here? Yeah, let me be very clear. That was an internal briefing to me to give um, the comprehensive view of what was out there in the literature. The India data were not at all used to make this assessment. I had seen last Friday the data from Massachusetts that were published today, um, and I certainly didn't want to use a one single site in order to um, to make that anal- to make that assessment and to to change these guidances. So what we did is we looked at other sites that were um, that were conducting outbreak analyses and uh, discussed with some international colleagues who are ahead of us on the Delta variant to see what we could glean. And what became very clear is that the data that we saw in Massachusetts were corroborated in numerous other places, and that's when we knew we had to take action. But to be very clear, that internal briefing was not um, that what the data that we used to make the decision. In fact, the decision was made after that briefing. All right. Okay. The... The Massachusetts—I have a hard time saying the word Massachusetts. That's close enough. Probably yeah. better than I could do. Okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, evidently, there was an instance where a whole bunch of vaccinated people um, caught COVID, and they were freaking out because they felt like that was um, really scary because 
when you get vaccinated, you're not really supposed to be in much, much danger. No. Right? These are the people that fled Texas? And, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. But, um, you know, they call these breakthrough uh, uh, infections. What bothers me is that I don't, and you and I have talked about this on a number of occasions, when you get vaccinated, it's not like you're, you're completely immune. You could still catch it. Right. It's just that the side effects, the disease side of being infected is um, much less severe. And you can still pass it, too. And you can still pass it along. <laughs> and, but, but here's the other thing. Nobody's going to know how bad the side effects were going to get you anyways because it's so personal to everybody mm-hmm. of how little or, or, or heavy the, the side effects are. So you get that. Who's to say you, that it was lighter than it would have been? Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, it, it, bother, it bothers me in this case where she says, well, we didn't use that other to make a decision, but they did include it. They considered that stuff from India and you know, the, right. this other breakthrough infection. And again, you're, you're starting to see a, a theme here. It's not really that they're worried about the death rate, and they're certainly not worried about the, um, the hospitalizations. It's really about just spreading it. So they, that's, that's kind of what she's been, that's what all of this stuff seems to be getting at. Uh, I, I was listening to um, uh, Ben Shapiro, bright guy, does a lot of research. I thought it was interesting how he sort of laid out how um, our fears have been going on with, with COVID and, and how the government says, oh, yeah, we're going to get to this stage, and then we'll go back to normal. But then something comes up. Oh, well, it, once we get past that stage, then we'll go back to normal. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, once they get there, no, there's this next thing. He says, he says originally, we were told to flatten the curve. That's right. It, right? Flatten the curve. The infection rate is, is growing. Um, we don't want our hospitals to be our overwhelmed. Our hospitals be overwhelmed. That's and right. And that was the first thing. And I, I have a friend who works, well, I have several friends that work in, in hospitals, and, mm-hmm. and they saw a lot of people coming in for a long time, and they were concerned about, you know, um, the people who needed hospital facilities for other things wouldn't be able to get what they needed because there were so many people coming in with, with uh, infections. The thing is that a lot of those folks were actually not coming in with severe issues most of those folks were being told go home you know rest recover at home and if it becomes more serious where you really need hospital services then you you know then you come back to the hospital but because a lot of those places because i know several people that work in the industry as well and and they yeah they kind of turn people back or and but the hospitals aren't overwhelmed. In mm-hmm. fact, they're completely empty, waiting for them. Turn people away from, even if they're sm- they're minor, but treat they wouldn't even treat mm-hmm. anybody, even though there was space. I mean, and to even the video proof of there was people during that time breaking through the security people just to go video nobody yeah. anywhere. Yeah, they when, did not when, run into capacity issues. No, and and another proof was when. President Trump 
I'm going to forget it. I forgot what it's called, but he brought in a, a large ship, large boat mm-hmm. that was to brought into, um, I think it was New York. I thought that, that he was going to bring one in on the East coast and on the West coast. And that would be used for backup facilities. And it was never, never used. Never. Nope. Mm-hmm. And, but it was there. I mean, I, I thought, so I thought that everything was pretty well put in place just in case all the respirators that they thought they needed mm-hmm. was there that they needed. But yeah, I think maybe it there was, it was not, there might've been bursts of maybe overwhelm mm-hmm. of people being overwhelmed, but in general, it did not seem that way. Yeah. I think some of the exceptions might've been how well New York handled it. I was just going to say New York maybe yeah. might yeah. be one of those places that had mm-hmm. a exception. Yeah. I know a guy just, just on this topic, he was off on vacation and and uh he ended up getting uh covid while he was on vacation and so he had to stay off another you know week or and a half or something and and uh but he he's been vaccinated mm-hmm. and he got he got know, a, an infection again yeah yeah and and um he he still had side effects and no taste and stuff and he's going around the house mm-hmm. uh, uh putting cumin in his mouth and just trying to see if he could taste i guess pretty so, funny you know so might as well weird. make the best of it but <laughs> but you know i will say respectfully the guy is uh he's an older guy and he thinks he's a freaking in the tip top shape of his life but regardless he's an older guy and if Maybe it did help him because I thought that if he had gotten COVID, it would have been pretty hard on him. Yeah. But end of story. Yeah. I thought, I mean, but like I said, it's all different to everybody. Yeah. Well, so the first is, you know, let's flatten the curve so the hospitals don't get overwhelmed. We kind of made it through that phase, you know? Right. And, and we, we didn't have folks overwhelmed there were still a lot of facilities in a lot of different places that if they did get overwhelmed they could send patients to and but the government said you know we have to do these things because we don't want to get overwhelmed well we kind of got through that um the next was you know let's wait for the vaccine you know the vaccine which this was during you know the trump administration and he did the was Operation Warp Speed yep. to to start the process to get the vaccines created and emergency use by the uh, the Food and Drug Administration, not what Biden said, which is the Federal Drug Administration. Uh, so the next was let's just wait for the vaccine, and once we get the vaccine, we can open up. Things are going to go back to normal. Well, of course, then we start getting the vaccine, which in the meantime is getting massively uh, politicized. Right, and Democrats are hating. Trump, no, I'm not taking that vaccine. I don't trust that, and right, making it a political issue. Now they're taking the exact same one oh, and now shoving it down our throats. That's right. I um, wish people could see that. I don't, I don't understand why people don't. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got to see that, and if they do, why why are we sitting here accepting it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So once the vaccine, you know, is produced, there's some level of efficacy. Then we're supposed to start opening things up again, and then that didn't happen. We got to the point where the vaccine was getting um was was made people were okay now now well then it gets to the point where okay now we just need to wait until everyone has an opportunity to get the vaccine so it was like one thing after another trying to just say no no no, we'll we'll open up when we reach this point right and then we reach it 
and we're still not opened up. And in in real life, in between these these lines of progression, is is schools. I'm going to bunch a few together. Mm-hmm. Schools, small businesses. I'll just use that and the like. Are now told you could open, you could open restrictions. Sorry, nope, you got to close. Two weeks later, uh, like I mean, I know this pizza company. They're saying you could open, and you get the notice you could open in two weeks. And so they get money involved, foods prepped, they could open up, and then the two weeks comes, and they push it out another two weeks, and then they have all this waste mm-hmm. that's costing and killing these these businesses. And so while these are going through, the fight in real life are the schools, mm-hmm. and the schools are, you guys are open for half days, no days, <laughs> online only. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's always back and forth and flexing, and it's total, hate to mm-hmm. say it, because it, for some people, it's total chaos. I mean... Constant change in people's... Um, idea of what's safe you remember when they said surfaces were uh one way that you would c- contract it and then people were shopping and bringing their groceries home and washing them down yep. and doing all the shoes your animals yeah i mean all kinds of stuff and then you know later on discovery that well you can't really i mean if it was a high enough concentration and you like sniffed it or put it in your eyes, maybe you could start getting it. But really, the main method of transmission is through aerosol. And, you know, so there's all of these different stages in, in this thing that they kept changing, you know, no masks. They want to save them for other people. And then now it's masks. But then there was, you know, um, this idea that you don't have to have anything but a face covering. I mean, it was just, it was kind of ridiculous along the way. Well, the last thing is, so the vaccine has been available. There's been a massive push starting with that um, Operation Warp Speed. And we've had over, according to these stats, 164 million people fully vaccinated. And so everyone in the U.S. who has basically wanted the vaccine has been able to get it you know minus the kids that are like 12 and under i think right but for the most part if you're an american and you want to get vaccinated you can Uh, pretty much free of charge it's just a matter of scheduling it and going and getting it done so they're making it as available as possible yeah so really it's a personal choice because there isn't currently a mandate that everyone get vaccinated so pretty much everyone who has wanted to get vaccinated has gotten vaccinated. Well, now the restrictions are starting to come back. They're talking about this Delta variant, which, by the way, they say is is more contagious, but there's no evidence that it's more deadly. I know they say that, but if I if I get this wrong, I apologize. But I thought it was a guy from the FDA or that that came out and said that um, that this is the tail end of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're getting the tail end of it. We're because we still have these numbers too, mm-hmm. and and get this though, let for um, doc, I can't remember the doctor's name, but for her sake, let's just say, which it wouldn't be, but double the numbers. Oh my goodness, just double the numbers for her sake is is uncounted, and I'm, I could still have the same conversation with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to say that those deaths are are nothing, but we have to be realistic. I'm realistic every time I get behind my vehicle to drive to work because I don't want to be a statistic that day. I got to be cautious. And um, 
I know that people die when they drive. You have to weigh the risks. Right. Right? And you and I agree, this is a personal thing. We should be responsible for ourselves and, you know, our families, and we should take the precautions necessary. And if that's getting vaccinated or if that's wearing an N95 mask to protect you or your family or it's not going into public or going into the crowded space, those are decisions you get to make as an individual. And that's the way it should be. Of course, the government, especially the Democrats, are not into personal choice unless it's about aborting uh, babies. They pretty much want everyone to control um, and be responsible for each other. And that creates a problem because then where's the end game? Right. right. So I've got another clip here. Uh, this is this one's kind of interesting because Brett Baer asks kind of a tough question about fear mongering, about creating a sense of fear among the population so that um, you know the powers that be can kind of control stuff. I'll kind of play this one and see what you what your take is. They are Dr. Walensky, You said the other day that. Um we're just two or three mutations away from a variant that can't be defeated by our vaccines. There were some former health officials, top health officials, who found that troubling and thought it was a little bit of fear-mongering because they believe that the the uh, vaccine uh, that we have currently, the mRNA, uh, can be adjusted to deal with whatever variant comes down the line and can be uh, fixed within uh, you know a matter of time and a short matter of time. Is that factual? Um, I think both are potentially true. Um, I said, I believe, a few mutations away. You know, the virus is smart. The virus is um, out to make sure that it can survive, and it is an opportunist that will go where we are not vaccinated. The more- Okay, I have to stop it there. I am so sick of it. So, <laughs> so sick of it. Number one, this virus, it has no intelligence. No, it doesn't. It has no intelligence. I hate it. They're not... Listen, th- we all might know somebody that have gotten it or know somebody of somebody that's somebody that's died from it, but but we look at the numbers and, and if, even if we double the numbers, she should not be saying that to the public, that mm-hmm. it's it's like, oh my gosh, it sounds like that there's like, I'm just going to throw out maybe 400 million pit bulls just released out on America, and they're just coming after us. You don't know when they're going to come get you. Just, just watch out. They're freaking hungry. They're smart. It's not like that. Yeah. And it's ridiculous because there's a lot of vulnerable people. And how about this? There's a lot of strong people, and at this point, are getting kind of vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the you know while they're going through their their changes, real life of people, you know, I feel that it, this is just, they're just trying to break people. And how you do it is, I feel, is what they're doing, just as you're discussing and how I was discussing with the small businesses and the schools and the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you break a wire without a, without wire cutters or something sharp? Well, you, you, you bend it, and then you, and then you get it back. Mm-hmm. And then you bend it again. Mm-hmm. And you put it back. Everybody's going through the squeeze. Oh, and then notice we get we get adjusted. We get a little taste of freedom again, and then they squeeze them again. Mm-hmm. And when you get numbers like this after they've done it so many times, and then they're like, "All right, man, they're, America's weak. They're feeling it. They're they've been mm-hmm. they're trying to break us, and now they're just trying to throw mm-hmm. mask mandates on at the lowest at at a successful mission. Mm-hmm. Time to high five in the." 
you know, in their lab coats, you know, that they did good. And I'm, 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 I'm not for the vaccination, but this should be a win for the vaccination. Mm-hmm. And, and in turn, they're turning it against the vaccinated. In fact, well, I mean, there's no change to us losers that, aren't, that didn't get it. We still have to wear masks no matter what everywhere. But, but the people that are vaccinated, they should feel duped. Mm-hmm. A lot of people truly got it. Maybe not even because it was the scare of, of dying from it. It was enough is enough. I want to be able to wear, I, I'm a social person, and I want to go somewhere without wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. But guess what? The unfortunate thing is, is they're almost having to wear something anyway, which is the proof. Proof that I'm vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Showing a proof ID. Yeah. But she has just, and it's, it seems ever so subtle, but it's not. To me, it's just loud and clear that she's just sat there and tried to really put the scare in everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, she, of course, you know, she says that she uh, disagrees with the claim that she's fear-mongering, but the actions that she has, that's what it is. She's creating a scenario here where even if you get vaccinated, um, now the, with the Delta variant, it's now this scare and we should scare people into wearing masks again, um, you know, instituting these other rules so that the fully vaccinated won't catch it and then won't um, transmit it to someone who is unvaccinated. Well, it drives me absolutely crazy because this is the kind of messaging that people are getting upset about. Yes, you can get vaccinated, and then you don't have to wear a mask anymore. You can go back to life as as normal. Well, no, because now there's this new um, variant. Let's go back to mask wearing. The messaging keeps changing, even though uh, studies have shown the folks who um, are vaccinated still are protected against uh, major illness if they get, if they contract the Delta variant. If you, the start of the show they were talking about 164 million people have been fully vaccinated and 6,200 of that 164 million have been in the hospital. It just, that statistic alone shows how small, how small of likelihood that when you are vaccinated that you're going to have to go to the hospital. Right. And this includes the Delta variant numbers. And so that's, like you said, that's something to like, that's a win, right? You you've got all these people vaccinated and and the death rate is is dropped significantly. The hospitalization has dropped significantly, but now you want to go back to mask wearing and you're now creating fears that you know you're going to be catching it. Uh Nancy Pelosi just said that uh um I think she instructed the sergeant at arms or the um the Capitol police Capitol to police. to to arrest people who don't wear masks, even if they're fully vaccinated, even if they've already had COVID. That, to me, is our leaders showing us how scary this is. And, and again, the, hell is the, she death rate, to... the death rate is so stinking I... low. Right. It's absurd. And now Rand Paul's going to have to get Fauci back up there and apologize <laughs> because apparently, you know, him being vaccinated and wearing two masks mm-hmm. isn't theater. He knows, in fact, that <laughs> we're going to have to wear it. That was to ring out that we're going to do it twice. That mm-hmm. was just, you know, subliminalism. Mm-hmm. So he knew that we we're going to have to remask even though he got vaccinated. It's just a, it's just a, it, what ticks me off about it is, is I'm the guy that's on the fence about it. And when you see that 
you, you, you're supposed to be able to take the mask off and maybe get, you know, less side effects of it. But, but the thing is, is that it's not even, the point of it is, is that you, you, you're still getting it. Mm-hmm. It might be less, but you can still get it and you can still pass it. And, and so I just guess I just don't understand. I guess other than to the, I guess for me, I guess maybe the people that are really at a health risk should be taking it. But other than that, I don't know why regular society, if you're regularly healthy, should even be getting it. Mm-hmm. What's to worry about? Yep. It just kind of just blows me away. And mind you, I feel like I'm coming to that conclusion with all the information these fools have given mm-hmm. me at one point in time. Mm-hmm. But they switch off all the time. And I know that they say, well, it's a new, that was then, this is now. Mm-hmm. But we're still using the same, you know, information that they're using. And, 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 um, oh, what's the word? <laughs> I can't think of the word and and the same type of um logic as they do when I'm coming up with this stuff mm-hmm. it's just they just they often say this stuff like if now that it's out there to get you yeah. it's flying around freely well she is talking about you know this is a you know it's a smart virus it's targeting whatever and it's like the virus is just getting carried along by people and when it infects someone the virus um, you know, replicates, and in the process of replicating, there's a possibility that it could mutate and and have some different gene, you know, mutation that makes it more contagious or you know, um, you know, more deadly or whatever. So I, I get the 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 mutation fear, but what bothers me is that she's making it sound like this virus is targeting us and. And, and looking for the unvaccinated on purpose, as if it has some sort of control mechanism to do this, like so, the pit bull analogy, you know? We're going to release the pit bull, and, and, and they're going to hunt down the people who are not right. vaccinated. It's like, no, that's not what happens here. It's just a virus that goes, and then once it gets into your system, your body then fights it off. And if you're vaccinated, it fights it off faster because it recognizes it faster if you are unvaccinated, it takes your body a while to recognize that it's invaded by this foreign thing. It's the same as if you catch it, you develop the antibodies, and depending on how healthy you are, how strong your immune response is, um, you might get over it without even noticing much of uh, symptoms because your body has responded to it quickly. The people who are most at risk, most of those people have already been vaccinated. Those, if you recall... When the government started sending out all the vaccinations, they said um, the people who are of a certain age, people who are educators, first responders, you know, there's a whole group or a whole criteria of who would get vaccinated yeah, first. There was even million dollar fines if you, you know, took some, got a shot outside of your line mm-hmm. and doctors got in trouble for giving shots outside of mm-hmm. lines because they didn't want it to go to waste. Yeah. But uh, most of the most of the Americans who are the most vulnerable, who... Um, you know, work in certain areas or of certain age or whatever, um, you know, folks in the uh, retirement homes, they've been vaccinated. So the likelihood that this virus is going to have a death impact on the population has been reduced significantly. Now we're talking about the people like the kids 12 and under who get over this thing pretty dang fast. The statistics of of uh, the death rate for kids that are under 12 
the majority of those kids, and it's a small number, the majority of those kids had some other immune system issue or some other vulnerability, like you know, they had leukemia patients. Right, you know? which a flu would have, unfortunately, yeah. have killed them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, again, this is, in my opinion, it is fear-mongering. She denies that it is fear-mongering, and, and you know, she can say that, but she's putting fear into people without really having any you know any real statistics to to show that it's worth being scared about but but what she's also doing is what she should people could be taken away from is potentially also saying is that the vaccines aren't going to work well i mean the the statistics really show that the vaccines have reduced in uh, uh, the death rate, significant. I mean, you're the, seeing the death them, rate, yeah. but I'm just t- saying that you're still like she. I'm just saying that with her fear mongering, mm-hmm. the people that are still getting it are are. I mean, they're getting vaccinated or still getting it. Yeah. Well, and again, the messaging is confusing because they're saying yes, you should get vaccinated, but then it, then they're saying that well, if you do get vaccinated, you're still gonna have to wear a mask because you can be, carry it and distribute it to someone else and still have side effects of yeah. it and everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's still a, a potential that you can I mean, be hospitalized. Right. I mean, the gentleman that got it, I knew he mm-hmm. still had all the side effects and he was vaccinated and still got mm-hmm. it and could have had to stay quarantined because he had. You could pass it to somebody else. All right, another clip. So glad he got the vaccine. Uh, The next one is, the question was brought up about uh, the the federal mandate potential. I thought that was kind of an interesting one. Because, of course, you and I agree, it should be an individual choice. There should not be a a mandate from anyone. Let's see if if I can play this without having commercial uh, interruptions. That dang uh, YouTube, I tell you what. <laughs> All right, here we go. Working hard to do so. Are you for mandating a vaccine on a federal level? Um, you know, that's something that I think the administration is looking into. It's something that I think we're, we're looking to see approval of from the vaccine. So um, overall, I think in general, I am all for um, more vaccination. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I have nothing further to say on that except that we're looking into those policies. And, and quite honestly, as people are doing that locally, um, those, are, those are individual local decisions as well. Right. Uh, individual local decisions, meaning government at the local level, yeah. not individuals. Yeah, on yeah, the yeah. Local yeah. Level. That, no, she's mm-hmm. not talking about me. No, and of course, there are a lot of people who are very pro-vax. You know, I kind of think, based on what I'm seeing with the numbers, is that when you're vaccinated, you get sick um, far more lightly. You know, the death rate plummets after you've been vaccinated. But remember, but it, remember though, also that. A lot of people, when they get it, their their symptoms are so low, they don't even know they had it. Mm-hmm. So for one person, after they've gotten vaccinated, to get it and say, yeah, my symptoms were way lighter than they would be, how can you tell? You didn't have it before and after to judge. Because well, they, sure. they may have very well, their system could have probably already absorbed it yeah. with or without it. No, I, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, especially because you're thinking about well, even our, we're still young enough. We're not in the risk category, right? Oh, really? But, awesome. You know, your mom, she's in the risk category. She is, yeah. My, my, uh, my parents are too. Uh, you know, I would say half my uncles probably are. Um, you know, my, my thought is 
is that yeah, you can get vaccinated and have you know caught it and had mild side effects, and who knows, maybe if you would have caught it without being vaccinated, you would have had mild. You just don't know. But based on the statistics that I'm seeing, is that it seems very likely that when you do get vaccinated, that if you catch it, you're not likely, you're less likely to die than the other person that's similar to your age, your health status, um, right? So, but what bothers me is the control here. She's basically saying, well, we're not, you know, we're kind of looking into what that might be. Oh, yeah. But that's all I have to say about it. And then she tries to clarify just a little bit on, you know, a lot of those decisions are making, are happening at the local level. But before that, mind you, she's saying that they're trying to push for that that to be, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're trying for it. That's what she's saying. They're, so she, they're, they're pushing to have it mandated federally. So she represents the CDC. She's the director. The CDC released a statement after this, and just to kind of clarify what uh this she disaster meant. was yeah. yeah because well i mean she's she's the the messenger at this point right. right but she's also leading the organization and so she should have the correct messaging when she goes through this but if you look at at the actions of most of the government the government's trying to institute this they're they're doing it in a way right now where they make everyone who is unvaccinated look like they're an idiot Right. They insult them, they demean them, they, um, you know, they basically, you know, degrade them talking about their intelligence level if you're not vaccinated. But then they're using that same same uh, argument and those same comments for the people who have already gotten the virus, recovered from it, and still haven't gotten vaccinated. It's, right. who's the idiot? Yeah, it was great. I hear in Gerardo... Geraldo Rivera. That guy needs to just go home. I am so tired of that guy. You know, and and then, gosh, we could have been Dan Bongino that was debating him. I can't remember if it was him or not, but but they, I know those two go. They're great, great. I love it. They don't get along. Love it. And 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 he was just talking about so tyrannically you know thinking like you got to do this got this these guys are selfish piles of crap mm-hmm. you know and i am not i'm not i really mm-hmm. am not i get or maybe i am maybe i am maybe let's just go with it then but guess what in america i can be that selfish prick yeah and yeah. and too bad so sad but i do but but the point was is then somebody said but what about the pregnant women what about the people that are going through cancer what about the people that can't do it our friend has gone through so many medical issues, she cannot. The doctor says she can't. So she can't, she's not allowed a gay, uh, you know, free access through the country. Mm-hmm. You can't. I mean, and then even, he, even the, he goes, oh, oh, uh, you know, it's like, but even the people not even who, thinking. The, even the people who have had COVID and gotten over it, they're as good as vaccinated. <clears throat> right, their body, absolutely. Their, their body's going to recognize it pretty fast if they if they catch it again, if they're exposed to it again. Just like what the vaccine is supposed to do. I mean, the vaccine, that's the whole purpose, is to trick your body into thinking you've already had it. Right. It drives me crazy. And, and so, you know, she's talking here about, <laughs> you know, the government mandating. And she says, oh, I want more folks to get vaccinated. I get that position. You can say that. But when you're talking about the government mandating it, that's a, a completely different story, especially especially in America. All right, that's I've got, exactly right. All right, I've got um, another uh, another one that 
I, I really like Ted Cruz. I think he's he's a smart guy. He says some stuff that uh, ruffles the feathers of, of the, the folks he, on the other side of the aisle. He has some very good ways to get his points, points yeah. across. So. Yeah. All right. So Ted Cruz talking about uh, vaccine passports and mandates. Means no vaccine mandates. And I will say, you know, it was interesting as I was reading through this COVID bill, Section 107, talking about what foreign governments are doing. An awful lot of the description of foreign governments can, can apply to our own government. So Section 107 of this bill says certain foreign governments have taken measures in response to COVID-19 that violate the human rights of their citizens without clear public health justification. Well, I think you could delete the word foreign in that because we've seen governments here domestically arbitrarily exercising power as well. And that's the truth, especially on the local level. Mm-hmm. Holy cow, in Oregon, yep. Kate Brown constantly. This Section 107 also says governments using the COVID-19 pandemic as a pretext for repression have undermined democratic institutions, check, debilitated institutions for transparency and public integrity, check, quashed legitimate dissent. I might remind you that Anthony Fauci in those emails asked Facebook to silence anyone who said anything different than the government directive on speech, including if you suggested the origin of the Wuhan virus was actually in Wuhan, China, yeah. In a Chinese government lab. Why would he ask that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> Rand Paul has been really on top of Fauci about this stuff. Oh, he has been relentless. Yeah, it's and, been great. And I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But Ted Cruz is talking about, this is um, information about uh, foreign governments, and he's comparing it with the actions of America. We are doing these things that the foreign governments have been doing. And we're America. We believe in freedoms and liberties um, you know, for individuals. And he's hammering this committee about how we're handling things. Yeah, because if you don't see that our country is getting its liberties taken away, and I'm talking like rapid... It's like it's like sitting in front of a, people moving somebody out, a moving truck and a moving team, just to, watching it. Every couch is a freaking uh, liberty, and you could almost literally watch them take it away day by day. And if you can't see that, you, you might need to get some assisted living because you shouldn't be living on your own because I don't care what side you're on. Oh, my gosh. They're not even hiding it. They're almost like... Grab it and go, grab it and go. They're catching on to us. That's what I feel. Yeah. Well, you know, when you have numbers like what you have of success, mm-hmm. and they do this, this is why it gets me angry. And uh, but because you have numbers of success, and then they want to take more. That's why I was really upset with even our group, a like-minded group of ours, that was happy about we were at high risk, and we were just pushed to high risk. We were at excuse me, extreme risk. Maybe there was an extreme risk. Mm-hmm. We were at high risk and then we were at, they pushed us to extreme risk. And then we all were mad writing letters and signing petitions. And then they go, you know what? All right. High risk. And we're like, woohoo, we win. <laughs> There's five other levels before yeah. <laughs> we get to normal. And we're celebrating our win back down to high risk. Mm-hmm. And I feel, I felt that that whole thing was a ploy to get us to accept high risk normal. Mm-hmm. And sure, we they know that they took us extreme over the top, 
but they just wanted to say, you get us back to this high risk right now. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's <laughs> dancing on it. And I'm like, yeah, it's only high risk. <laughs> can, can we at least get like three from the bottom and then celebrate? I mean, can we at least like get closer to the normal? Yeah, it's really, it is conditioning. It's conditioning us yes. to be accepting of these, um, uh, of this removal of our freedoms and liberties. Um, mm. I think Ted Cruz, you know, brings this stuff up in a good way. He makes a, a cogent argument. I'm going to continue to play here. Yes. And Facebook willingly complied, censored that view. You're not yep. allowed to have that view mm-hmm. to this escape from the government lab. Then, miraculously, a couple of months ago, the administration was forced to recognize, well, yeah, there's actually very significant evidence that the Wuhan virus escaped from a Chinese government lab <laughs> in Wuhan. And beyond that, that it may well have been developed with government research with American taxpayer funding on gain-of-function research. Those views that were banned for a year are now acknowledged as having very significant scientific basis behind them. So it makes you... <laughs> My du- view, there should be no... It makes you double question why, in fact, did Fauci ask them to stop allowing that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean... Well, it's, so when Fauci's emails got released... I didn't read through, you know, because I was listening to the news and they were talking about it. And so I didn't pursue it. But this is a new one. When I saw this clip the first time, I'm like, really? Fauci actually reached out to Facebook to squash. Yep. (laughs) And why is it that Fauci is still the mouthpiece of the of the administration? Right. Well, because the administration, (laughs) because the administration reaches out to Facebook and asks them to do the same thing, too. Uh He just. They just did that, and then at the same time, right in the right in the same day or two or week, uh, Biden turns around and says, "Facebook, yeah, you're killing you." You know, you know. Yeah, yeah he insults them, right? Yeah. You know, there was more to all that, but you know, uh, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I mean, these guys are just—it's <laughs> like throwing rocks in your washing machines. Like, why are you doing it? You yeah. guys are just beating yourselves up. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> Yeah, Which I'll is good. It. No mandates, no mask mandates, no vaccine mandates, and no vaccine passports. And what my amendment focuses on is just the last piece of it. Vaccine passports, and I will say finally, this should be a proposition that is bipartisan. The Biden sure administration should. at least mm-hmm. claims to oppose vaccine passports. Jen Psaki at the White House said, let me be clear on this. I know there's a lot of questions. Psaki said, the government is not now, nor will we be, supporting a system that requires Americans to carry a credential. If that is right, if that is credible, then I would urge the committee to adopt my amendment prohibiting U.S. taxpayer funds from going to or the American government participating in an international body creating a vaccine passport that would be required for Americans traveling abroad. (laughs) You'd think it would be bipartisan, but... Boy, they have been fighting and fighting, trying to get, um, you know, all this vaccination requirements. And I mean, there are a having of... a, vac- a vaccine passport that would put a lot more pressure on people. Who was it? Was it my wife that said somebody had, or was it Dustin? Somebody said somebody had called them, and they decided to pick up the phone, and they said. Um, can I give you ask you a couple questions? And he's like, ah, sure. So they asked some questions about 
a couple of things and then it was about COVID. And, um, and so they said, did you get the shot? And he goes, what the, it was Dustin. Mm-hmm. It was like, what the hell kind of question is that you ask me? He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So what would you, would you ever think about getting it or something like that? Because mm-hmm. Dustin was like, who are you to be asking me? You can't ask me that question. You know, I mean, I mean, people could ask, I guess. Technically, people could ask. Mm-hmm. But certain, you know, we have certain rights to not, you know, um, you know, uh, tell people our, our, our medical uh, yeah. information. Right, right. And I know that their loophole is as well. This isn't, they, it could be administered not by a doctor, so therefore it's not medical. But if somebody's forcing something into my body, it's considered medical. Well, there's um, there's laws about protecting the release of your medical information. Uh, they folks can ask you, but then you have the right to say it's none of your business. Simple as that, you know. Right. Um, but if they start doing a federal mandate for vaccines, or they have a uh, vaccine passport, vaccine passport is kind of like them mandating it because that right you can't you're, do anything you're saying, without it you're literally and, saying you can't do this you can't mm-hmm. do that but you could do that there's it's, but it's also then identifying the people who have not been vaccinated and uh, which again it's like a, a, a trick way of releasing your medical information mm-hmm. so i'm i'm sure there would be lawsuits that would go um uh, the this next clip is about the k-12 education and back to the brett bear interview and he asks um, Walensky, the CDC director, about, well, what does it look like with, um, I mean, why have a mask mandate for these kids when they're, they can't be vaccinated and they're less likely to um, suffer you know, harmful consequences? Wondering what it's going to look like for their kids and masks, especially for young kids, two, three, four, five, six. Here's uh, Josh. Why is the CDC not looking at the emotional impacts and the other physical impacts that having a mask on a child as young as three or four, or five, six, seven years old? Nobody seems to be talking about the emotional or physical impacts um, that, that having a mask on a child for that long is having. And the CDC should be looking at this. Why are they not? Are you not? Or are you? Brett, thank you for that question. Josh, thank you for that question. Here's what I can tell you. First of all, I have three kids myself and I completely understand. We want our kids back in school and that is so very important. Over the summer, we've had numerous summer school outbreaks that have occurred when uh, masks are not worn. We've had, jurisdictions have had to close schools because there are so many clusters happening in the school system. So my primary goal is to get all our kids back in person safely for full-time learning um, and to do so and to be able to keep the schools open to prevent those clusters from happening in school. Right now, the best way to do that is to have everybody masked because we do have disease in the community. And hopefully, as we have vaccinations for kids and less disease in the community, we'll be able to, uh, to scale back on the mask wearing. But those are cases, right? Those aren't hospitalizations and those aren't deaths. Do you have a percentage of kids, young kids, hospitalizations and deaths? Well, there's a good question, huh? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what drives me crazy. Is she went for the first, you know, minute here without answering really what those kids really should. I mean, her point is just that they become spreaders of it. 
And that's what her whole, you know, concern has been. But I think the more important question is what Brett Baer right. is asking, which is, okay, well, what are the, what are the concerns if the death rate is so low? Um, you know, we are following that very carefully. What I will say is that um, certainly the kids do better than adults do. Um, the older people, the, the more hospitalizations have occurred in demographics that are over the age of 65. Um, but we are seeing illness in some kids who get, um, who get uh, COVID. And it's illness at the rates or even higher than the rates of influenza. So in my mind, as a vaccine-preventable disease, we want to make sure that our kids stay in school wearing a mask, and then when the vaccines, should the vaccines become available for our children, to vaccinate them to keep them safe and healthy. All right, here's what the head of the teachers' union uh, said about... Oh, geez, here comes the teachers' union. Okay. So she she does admit that you know, these kids, generally speaking, are not, we shouldn't worry too much about it because the side effects aren't that great. But she still thinks, well, we got to mask them up. And, you know, once the vaccination is approved for that age group, then they need to get vaccinated. So, so this is the thing. COVID's not going away ever, ever. It's, it's going to be around forever now. I mean, it's always going to, it's going to be kind of like a flu. It's always going to be here. They're, they're kind of, they can't extinguish it. There's nothing they're going to do. So stop. Mm-hmm. Let the people get it. It's going to get it. Get it. Stop. Let's get back to life. And let's, you know, treat people that, 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 you know, are getting sick. We have the vaccine that we could help people that when they go into the, when they get to the, you know, hospitals, you know, better than before. I don't know. It's, I, it 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 just sucks because it some of the things I want them to stop doing because because the government is 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 I feel is taking advantage of our situation. And yeah, there's some things that could be helpful, but dang it, they're going to take advantage of it and take our liberties away. And it might help the people, even the people that are sick right now, it could temporarily help them. But it's going to cause a lot of liberties taken away, and you're not going to get them back when they're taken away. Well, originally, again, we talked a little bit about the, you know, let's flatten the curve so the hospitals aren't overwhelmed, right? And they go through these different stages of things will get back to normal once we get through this stage. And then they create a new stage that has to be passed. And pushing the bar. Yeah, moving the bar. Moving the goalposts, making that touchdown farther and farther away, or that field goal farther and farther away. In Oregon, that's just what, and I was calling it out with, you know, know, to chat with my wife that, you know, all last year with our governor talking about the schools, you know, before they could come back, they put it out, you know, a a month and a half, you know, it's going to open up. And I'm like, no, it's not. They just moved it. When we get there, you just watch. A week or so before we get there, they're going to put something out there that's going to make them move the goalpost back. Mm-hmm. And they did it, and they kept doing it mm-hmm. all the way through the end of the school year. Yep. And they might have actually opened it up for like the last two weeks of school year, which was, mm-hmm. again, people, I'm sorry, but I feel like that was an absolute smack in the face because you can't situate it, get them all back together. Well, knowing knowing the rule, the rule changes that continued throughout the you know the last school year, one the half school year that was prior to this, they kept changing 
the rules based on you know what they thought the CDC was coming out with guidelines. So they you know changed the rules. This summer they made some announcements that you know we're going to start uh, back to normal in the the new school year, and um, you know there might be some social distancing. But really they relaxed a lot of the rules, and now suddenly they've made an announcement that nope, there's going to be mandatory mask uh, wearing because uh, of spreading it again. Their their focus seems to be the spread. They're not focused on how damaging it is to get it because it's it's now shown that the likelihood of but, a hospitalization well, remember, or death the, is super low. But the, used to be the death. I know. Or, the, or I know, at least a, the potential death. That, and yeah. ah, now they're like, all right, the death looks... Wow. Wow, damn, that death looks... I mean, I mean, let's not, let's not look at the death, but look at the man. It is spreading like crazy. <laughs> But, <laughs> yeah. and, and right, yeah, yeah, there's a lot, during flu season, the flu spreads like crazy, mm-hmm. and just as, a, you know, side by side, so sure, it spreads like crazy, but the numbers of the deaths are something that should be heightened up, mm-hmm. celebrated, that should be like, the administration should take that as a win, flip off the masks, and say, we're going to have... What I don't even know the date is. Let's just say July, whatever the heck it is, and make that a celebration mm-hmm. instead of saying, no, we are going to take your liberties away. Because what is it going to take now at these numbers to get them back? Mm-hmm. Perfection? Like I just said, it's never going away. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so therefore... Hillary Clinton said, you know, never let a good... Crisis, crisis go to waste. waste. Okay, the the crisis they created. This was a a crisis, right? They um, have amplified it time and time again as they move the goalposts and achieve these different um, stages. They have to extend the crisis because every time they reach their goal, that crisis is really kind of over. But then they have to create a new one by moving these goalposts. And you know what? And sometimes they have to really physically move the goalpost. And how do you do that? You open the dams of a million (laughs) illegal aliens, immigrants, I don't care how you want to call it, because they're not here illegally and it's 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 gonna suck on Mm -hmm. on our way of life and everything else and our how our potential voting system is. Mm -hmm. So and our health Mm -hmm. because they have COVID. So, so, oh, we might see spikes. Maybe they're preparing for that. Maybe that's everybody's get your masks on because there's a million minimum mm-hmm. immigrants running through the the whole country because we're we're spreading throughout the country. And Brett Baer brings that up. Is that right? <laughs> so I'll play that. Oh shortly. my heavens! Um, this is another clip from uh, from Ted Sabotage. Cruz, and he it's. Again, I think he makes a, a really good argument here, but he's talking about students going back to school wearing masks. I think one of the aspects of yesterday's decision that illustrates the arbitrariness of this is the brand new decree that everyone in schools must wear, wear a mask. Doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not, if you enter a school, you must wear a mask. Now, there's no great new scientific discovery that mandates this new edict. Indeed, we've seen throughout this crisis that while COVID-19 can be very, very serious for vulnerable uh, populations, for the very elderly, for those with significant comorbidities, that we've seen the incidence of serious disease with COVID-19 among children is very, very low. 
and there's no credible demonstration that children are, are a significant vector for spreading the disease. But CDC nonetheless said anyone who steps in a, in a school must be masked. It's not complicated why. They did so because the teacher union bosses demanded that. That is a political decision. Political players can make political decisions. It wouldn't surprise me to see elected officials deciding I'm going to give the union bosses what they demand, but that is not what the Center for Disease Control should be doing. So true. Yeah. So true. It, the unions, uh, definitely, teachers unions have had a huge part in, in these different rules, which they should have just about no say um, in, in these things. Yeah, because their rules are now starting to push back on all of our rules mm-hmm. just because, well, they're having to do it almost, you mm-hmm. know, and they're just put mm-hmm. for whatever they're pushing it for. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, teachers, the, the folks that wanted the vaccine got it. They were one of the priority groups early on. And uh, so if they were concerned about it, they went and got vaccinated. So if school's coming back in and they're still concerned about it, which uh, based on what we've talked about today, uh, the messaging is very, very confusing. Well, there was a video of a teacher that was scared to death. She almost looked like if a man had 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 a gun in her face with a finger on the trigger, like ready, mm-hmm. like terrified that she is going to go get killed because and she's vaccinated to when she go goes back to school. And it's like shame on these people for saying, you know, they're uh, they're it's a smart virus. It'll hunt you down. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it'll find you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's. It's making maybe regular sane people into absolute paranoid when I feel you sh- it's not like that. Because yeah, the messaging is so poor. And, you know, you get Biden, you know, in his town hall and, it- you know, it's like, well, you're getting to the point where your messaging is so confusing. Who knows what to trust? Who knows what's actually true? Mm-hmm. You know, even when the the statistics, the data that's been gathered has has been gathered um, in different ways to provide potentially inflated numbers. But or... that's the thing is, it's perp- everything is been purposefully wrong. You know what I mean? It's been on. It, to me, it feels like it's been on purpose. Mm-hmm. We're telling you it's this this scary. We're telling these numbers matter. Nah, we're telling we're not going to matter because we're going with this. They change it along. It's like directing water on down the down a you know a, a hillside to the direction you wanted. They're like oh, oh, to the left, to the right, to the left, just to get to the mm-hmm. their whatever the finish line is. And I don't think they have one. Mm-hmm. They just want to perpetuate it, right? So here's Brett Bear talking about the uh, um, talking a little bit about the uh, the border crisis and how they are coming in. So, you want to take a break? Yeah, can I take a quick yeah, break? Yeah, let's take a quick break. We'll get back right uh, to this video in a minute. Dave and I appreciate you listening to the show. Please take a moment and write a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser.com. And since Spotify doesn't currently have reviews, simply telling your friends about the show would be great too. Also, you can always reach out to us at our website, nevertoserious.com, or via our socials at the NTS Podcast. And seriously, from the bottom of our hearts, thanks again for listening to the show. All right, we're back. So I want to resume the video here. Uh, Brett Bear is asking the CDC director about the 
border crisis in a way I think it's very interesting because you know we're border talk- crisis. Yeah, I know she doesn't. She's never heard of it either. Oh uh, no! <laughs> My in-laws live in Austria. They cannot come here to see their six-month-old baby because of the EU travel ban. Even as migrants come across the southern border uh, from other countries with more COVID and worse vaccine performance, and they're allowed in. Is that a problem, Dr. Walensky? We're working um, in, at the CDC to provide technical assistance for all areas of travel, as well as to provide technical assistance at the southern border. So as people come in, we are keeping uh, migrants as well as those communities as safe as possible with the technical assistance and infection prevention guidelines from the CDC. But do you know the surge, how the surge of illegal immigrants with COVID is affecting the overall rate? You know, it sounds like the percentages down there on the border are astronomical. Yeah, you know, I would say that the percentages in the southern part of this country are... (laughs) She did! She's like, oh, shoot, he used the word astronomical, not in the hundreds or thousands. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny how she dances around all these answers. ...are really quite high, um, and I don't necessarily think we can attribute all of that to what's going on at the southern border. I think what we really need to do is spend our time getting our communities vaccinated, to getting our individuals vaccinated, to uh, prevent disease from transmitting in our communities. Again, something I've got to do to help this situation... Oh, my gosh. But early on, they already established that it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated. You're still capable of spreading it. Yeah. So let's let's get some clear language here because let's get everyone vaccinated. Okay, but then you've got all of these people coming across the border who are carrying the virus, obviously carrying the virus, who are spreading it in these camps, who then spread it to the communities that they eventually reach to. We're talking about... The idea that there's a spot right there where you can reduce spread. We've Absolutely. Al- we, we've already reduced it by having these other um, travel bans from these other places. and But we're allowing people to just come across the border knowing that the rates are I've sky high. I've seen the videos that they've literally opened it and let them all run, walk through. Mm-hmm. I've seen them too. <laughs> yep. But she's talking about, oh, well... I uh, can't really do much about that. We just we just really like to work with our communities and get everyone vaccinated. Right. Oh, my God. In other words, good luck, guys. Deal with it. In fact, that's yeah. the push. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Oopsie. But here's the thing is they're taking them through, which is a whole other story and issue throughout our country and, and dispersing it. And you could almost think of these cluster bombs of COVID in this community now that didn't was down. And all the way through, it's like, again... Is this like potential and it's sabotage? I mean, you got to keep it up, got to keep the purpose, got to keep the reason to keep it going, prolong it. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, it's just too much. So, we, one of the last podcasts that we had, uh, we were talking about COVID, we couldn't really figure out what the end game was. And then eventually things started opening up, the mask mandates started to fall away. And it was like, okay, maybe things can get back to normal. Maybe the, the end game. Um, was was really just seeing the numbers flatten out. Of course, that's not the case. We're back at it again. We're again presented with having a mask mandate. The uh, K twelve education, even though they're not a vulnerable population, the vulnerable population in our in our country right now have pretty much all been vaccinated anyway. 
I don't see the danger anymore. Who cares about I, how contagious it is if the, if the illness that you suffer through afterwards is very light? I feel that we should celebrate, and I know that people are still going to get sick and people can still die, okay? But I think we should celebrate that we have successfully um, fought COVID to the best that we will ever be able to fight COVID. Mm-hmm. Just like we can't kill off the flu forever. And so we always, you know, have to, you know, they, they want to keep up. People could live with it and keep going. And, and so I think they've done everything they can and we should be proud of, you know, the massive leaps and hurdles they had to do to produce things that could help and to come together as a country or a world to, Mm -hmm. to make it happen. But they've got to understand now that it's out there, it will be out there, but it's now it's just minimizing, taking personal um, steps to minimize it, just like when it's flu season and I'm walking down the, the store and I see somebody's kind of wiping their nose and coughing, I'm going to just kind of step over here mm-hmm. or I'm going to make sure I wash my hands a little bit better, especially, you know, just a little bit more. You're just going to have to do that. I mm-hmm. mean, I feel like this should be a celebratory time mm-hmm. and, and we should be happy about it and, and still feel bad for the people that... Um, uh, have had gotten it and might get it, but we shouldn't. How about fear this? It. We shouldn't fear it. And how about this? Where's where's the where's the mournings for all the people that had died of the flu in the past that nobody seems to care about? Mm-hmm. All the deaths from that or anything else for that matter. Yep. Well, unfortunately, I just think this is still just a power move. I really think I that the government's just you know working some level of control and and taking advantage of of this you know of this crisis that really doesn't seem like it's a crisis anymore. no it's it should be a time to say we've overcome it let's get let's kick let's turn let's yeah let's move, move on let's forward get, yeah let's get on to the I next mean, stages of our life right yeah. i think we're ready we're past ready mm-hmm. i mean everybody's waiting i don't care who you are what where you know your race religion side you're on everybody's ready to open it back up but now next thing you know they're gonna say well sorry yeah churches nah yeah. yeah you're gonna have to limit that again mm-hmm. so i'm sure that that will come in but i really think that we've got to get moving on and and you know our government at this stage right now um they have an idea of how far they can push the population and um and, and, and having having a level of fear and distrust and confusion has all enabled where we are today i am impressed Mm-hmm. I don't like it, but I'm impressed at the success that they've had to whittle us down the way they are. I mean, yeah. I I personally feel the effect. It, it affects me personally in my attitude and yeah. and and yeah. There's a a new yeah. book um, Ben Shapiro came out with. Uh, I think it's called The Authoritarian Moment, and uh, just got it on audio. I haven't had a chance to, yeah. to listen to it yet. I figure I'd go do some fishing and then uh, and put the audio book in. And, that sounds good. And, and listening, because I'm fascinated by how this whole thing is, has sort of come out, how it's played out, how people kind of see this opportunity to, um, you know, grab some control or at least uh, play around with manipulating the population. So, um, so maybe, maybe we'll chit-chat about it yeah. when, I, when I get finished uh, reading it yeah. or listening to it. Okay, let's, uh, wrap, let's wrap up the show. Does that sound good? Sounds good. All right. 
All right. Uh, thanks again for listening to the show. If you don't mind, spread the word. Let folks know that we're doing the podcast. Uh, we'd love to grow the audience. You guys can always reach out to us, uh, mailbag at nevertoserious.com. You can also follow us on our Twitter and Getter feeds. Those, uh, I think we're at the NTS podcast. Okay. Uh, shout out to a few of those who are following us there. Oh, you know what? Uh, shout out to uh, to Robbie at the Out of the Blank podcast. Oh, you know, nice. he's, he's reached out to us a few times to get on his show, and Dave's schedule is a little bit. Oh, more it's terrible. Rough, rough my my schedule is terrible. <laughs> but Rob's had me on on his podcast and some good conversations. So, uh, so shout out to you, Robbie. It's uh, uh, it's great to to kind of have this connection through our, our podcast. Yeah. So. All right. Well, until we uh, see you next time, take care. And be safe.